This message is brought to you by the Grand Assembly, Abekuta. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. Can we pray? Father, we thank you for such a glorious time to be in your presence, to hear your word. We ask, O oh God, that you give us a heart that receives your word this morning. We ask, O oh Lord, for transformation by your word. And that through that transformation, you will glorify yourself in our lives. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Only one person said amen. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right. So, our theme is loving and winning as kings. Amen. You know, first we at national level called it the loving and winning father. But we call it, I, well, I like to call it loving and winning as kings. Let me start by saying this before we actually go into the Bible. And I'll show this from scripture. I'll use it as the starting point. Let me start by saying this. You can't win in life if there is no love in you. Praise God. You can't win in life or you can't win if there is no love in you. One thing we must understand is that yes, we are engaged in a spiritual, we are engaged in warfare. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. It says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the dark ages, and it's on the screen if you want to read it. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, even in regards to this battle, praise God, love still has to dwell in your heart for you to prevail here. Amen. For you to progress in life, in anything in life, including this thing Ephesians 6 was talking about, Ephesians 6 12 is talking about, love has to, be in, has to be in your heart. Because even the tools to overcome this flesh and these principalities and powers, rulers and dark ages, rulers of the dark ages and all, even these tools were given to you by love. Amen. Have you checked the components of the armor of God? The Bible says that helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, sword of the spirit. Check everything. You were not righteous by your own works. If Jesus Christ didn't die and rise again, you will still be a sinner. Amen. Have you read Isaiah? Isaiah said that our righteousness is like filthy rags before God. The reason why your own righteousness is no longer a filthy rag is because you have the righteousness of Jesus. But that righteousness came by virtue of him dying and resurrecting. What else? Is it salvation? 
Bible says in John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world. Did you see that? For God so loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. So when you receive Jesus, you receive salvation. So salvation came by God so loving the world I gave Jesus. Same thing with righteousness. Same thing with peace. I think Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14 says that Jesus himself is our peace. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Verse 1 verse 2 says that therefore having been justified by faith, having been declared righteous by faith, what happens to us? We have peace with God. So if Jesus Christ didn't die, you would still be at war with God. But what was required to bring peace to you came through Christ Jesus. And the, a part of the armor of God is the gospel of peace. Amen. So for you to win any, for you to win in life, love is a major ingredient. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, he says three things last forever. He says, faith, he says three, three things are forever. He says faith, hope, and love. But he now says that the greatest of this one is love. You know what that means? If there is no love, there is no faith, there is no hope. Amen. If you want to express faith, you can't express faith at the absence of love. And faith, as a believer, faith is the, is the source of your life. Just like in this human body now, if this heart stops beating, what happens? That person is gone, right? Just like it, if faith is absent, then that person is gone as a believer. But what is making, just like Blood is part of the things that makes the heart beat. I believe I'm correct. Science, you know, I'm not a science student, so I believe I'm correct. Like, part of the ingredients that makes the heart work very well is the blood, Abby. The heart forms blood. Okay, fine. Now, let's assume, let's, let's just take it like this. Let's say the blood is one of the engines. Okay, fine, it's even correct. It's correct because... If you use an engine without an engine oil inside that engine, you will be understand. Praise God. So, just like that, the blood is also what keeps the heart working very well. Because if the blood were to clot, what will happen to the heart? Praise God. So, just as the blood is to the heart, love is to faith. Amen. So if you are trusting God for progress in, in, in your academics, for progress in your business, for progress in your, in your career, and, you know, of course, this is Father's Day, for progress even in your, your family and in your household, if you want to actually make progress in those regards, what must dwell in your heart, your heart is love. Love has to dwell. Let me tell you why 
upon having the Spirit of God inside of some believers, it seems as if the devil is still defeating them. They don't have love inside them. They don't. How do you know whether you have love inside you? One of the things, let me just put this in, let me just keep in this way. One of the things that you know that you have love on the inside of you is that you don't take offense. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse, um, ah, I don't remember that verse exactly, I think verse 7 or verse 8. It says that love keeps no record of wrongs. Some people, some believers have higher education of offenses. Praise God. I think it's, it's the verses before verse 8. I think verse 6 or so. It says, love, um, love doesn't keep record of wrongs. Amen. If you are keeping offense, then it means you have no love. You don't, you don't, that person, you've lost love for that person. Look at what he says, verse 5. Thank you, I just saw it now. Verse 5. He says that doesn't ask him properly, is not selfish, is not provoked, does not keep a record of wrongs. Amen. Doesn't keep record of wrongs. That's one of the ways by which you know. So that was why even Jesus was telling the disciples, the disciples said, come, Jesus said, you are telling us to forgive. How long shall I forgive my brother? Jesus told the guy 70 times 7. You know what Jesus was trying to say? You forget about keeping record of wrongs. In a day, how can anybody that is counting, let's say 70 times 7 is about, I think, 490 or so. Is my math correct? 7 times 7 is 49, 490. If, you are, if somebody offends you 490 times in a day and you counted it, you don't have work. You counted it and you told the person as 0.490. You told the person, this is the 498th time you are offending me today. Ha. In 24 hours. Praise God. So even when people do things to us, do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. Look at what Jesus said here. He says, but I say to you, listen, love your enemies. Yeah? Love my enemies, care. But in church today, you know what we do in church? We do vigils on top of our enemies. Every enemy holding my blessing. Die by fire. Ay, Jesus. You know, you know, one thing that one, one, so, for example now, let's say a husband and his wife have clash. And they don't start seeing each other as enemies. They will go to church and go and pray. Oh, God, let all my enemies fall down and die. They are praying for the wife to die. They are praying for the husband. To... 
You know, one day God told me something. He said, when you're having offense, in your, you know, one of the things that God needs to help his church with today is offense. Amen. Somebody gives a testimony. Let's say, for instance, now, the sister that I was talking of earlier comes out and gives a testimony. Let's say she gives the testimony herself. Somebody now looks at her. She only caught her. The next thing is, they now take an innocent person that came to give testimony. They now take her as the enemy. They go out, everybody holding my. They now, they are praying those kind of prayers. They are putting innocent sister in mind, though. That, ah, everybody. Girl that is working in a company far from your own. You are saying she is impeding your, your blessing, your progress. How now? And believers do this kind of things. Somebody has worked for a large number of years and then is gifted a car. Then you notice the person in mind because you're having a bike. You can say, God, everybody holding my car. And you're putting, while you're praying, it is that person's picture that you're having inside your view. It's not that. And that's not definition of enemy. But because of lack of love, somebody that did you nothing, you, you, you branded the person as an offender. Not to now talk of when the person now offended you. Ah. I want to name it like... You know, there's, there's this very funny song we used to sing in church then, but... We don't sing that here in TG, amen. It is, I want to name Lara of Baba, I want Lara I beg. You said you are naming somebody, Lara. So why are you singing that song for somebody? Somebody is singing that song for you too. Amen. Love has to be. Look at what Jesus said in John um, Luke 6, 33 and 27. Put it back up. He said... But I say to you, he says, love your enemies. Ha. Do good to those who hate you. Ah. Bless those who curse you. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for those who mistreat you. Ha. Verse 29. If anyone hits you on the cheek, do what? Offer the other one also. Eh? Whoa. You slap me one, I give you ten. That's, praise God. If anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. I should even give him the shirt. Shirt that I bought, do you know how much I bought this shirt? what Jesus is saying you should do. To those that hate you, bless those who curse you. Now, watch this. If you can, if Jesus is telling you to do this to those who hate you, what do you think you will expect from you for those, to those who love you? Amen. If Jesus is telling you to do this to those who hate you, what do you think he expects from those who from, from you to those that love you? Amen. 
love. I like something Apostle Paul said. Let me look for that scripture. Romans chapter 12. I really, really like this scripture. And I will show you why Jesus said you should do this. What? Romans 12, 17. Time is flying, sir. Look at what the Bible says. It says, Paul said, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Try to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. Next verse. If possible, on your part, live as peace with everyone. Next verse. Avenge yourselves. Please, can we change this verse to KJV from verse 19 to... Let's put KJV. Thank you. It says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto rats. Look at what he said. He says, give place unto rats, but rather give place unto rats. Which means do not offend, do not give place unto rats. Why? Because it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Now watch this. Next verse. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21. Be not overcome evil. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, you know why Jesus said, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. The Bible says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The moment you, do, you don't do this, you are, not, you, are allow, you are not allowing God to, allow, to take his own vengeance on those people. What you are doing is you are taking vengeance to yourself. You are doing the work of God for him. And I've said it in this place before. Anytime you are doing the work of God for God, God will remove his hand. So... Your own vengeance will take you as far as it can take you. But if you allow God to be the one to actually deal with that person. Praise God. Was that not what happened with Joseph and his brothers? Praise God. The brothers hated him. They sold him. When he saw the brothers, he recognized them. But they didn't even recognize him. Amen. You know, the Bible never recorded something about Joseph. He never recorded Joseph saying that, ah, this is my brothers. Why did you know? He never said that. Even when he recognized them, the Bible didn't say that, hi, these guys. Maybe when I sell me a V, when I don't enter him now, I will now show you Pepe. He didn't say that. He tried to he tried to toy with them a bit. Where's my where's the youngest brother? You have a younger brother. Where's him? Don't bring him. Eventually, he um, reconciled with his brothers, right? After reconciling with his brothers, what next? He even ate with his brothers. His brothers were even afraid. Hope say this guy has seen the chop with us. Make you know be say, Ingo still drop us inside prison, you know. You know what happened to them? You know, after a while, they, they changed their heart towards Joseph. 
You know what happens to them? Why Joseph was treating them that way? God was dealing with them inside. That kind of thing. You know, the Bible says that had they known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Because Jesus didn't treat them with animosity. Because of the love Jesus had for them, they realized that, ah, this guy that we killed, we shouldn't have killed him. So when you treat people with love, God deals, especially people that hate you, God deals with their conscience. And their conscience treats them and says, no, I shouldn't have done this to this guy. They will even be ashamed to come and meet you and say, I'm sorry. But if you are treating them, ah, you've done your own one zero. You are counting scores. By the time you, you are equalizing, you've already killed the move of the spirit in that relationship. Amen. So we have to love. Now I took it this way, you know. I took it this way so that we can understand some things. Praise God. Especially if you are, if you are, if you are, if maybe in your relationship wise, maybe you are not on good terms per se. Praise God. Now, how do we now, what is the, how do we now express this love? We are to love, Abby. How do we now show this love? How do we express it? First John chapter 4 and verse 8. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8. Look at what the Bible says. It says, He that loveth not, knoweth not who? Knoweth not God. For God is love. What does it tell us? The degree to which you know God is the degree to which you express love. Amen. The degree to which you know God is the degree to which you express love. If you... We are, one of the mistakes church has made is we are telling people to love without knowing love. Amen. We are telling people to love without knowing love. If you truly know God, you would love. And what I'm saying is, when I'm saying know God, I'm not saying know God by head. Because now, you know, if some, if you, if you, you know, you've been to, we've been to programs before, there's somebody who carry microphone and say, oh, um, somebody who carry, can we just begin to worship the, uh, the, the majestic God, the Alpha and Omega, the royal majesty, the this, the that, the this, the that. But the true knowledge of God is when those things you are saying is not just in your head, but it is now something that is from your heart. Because God doesn't want you to know him by head, he wants you to know him by heart. Devil can see what is in your head, he can't see what is in your heart. Amen. He can see what is in your head. He can't see what is in your heart. And that's why the Bible says one of the major sources of the revelation of God doesn't go to the head. The Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and pierces to the innermost being of man. It doesn't pierce to his brain. 
What is in his heart can affect the brain. But we found, and this is the this is the key thing about the spiritual aspect of it. It affects the heart. That is why you don't believe with your head, you believe with your heart. Why? Because the Bible says that the gospel is preached. When that gospel is preached, when you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, what happened is that you caught a revelation of God that was good enough for you to, for you to believe in him. So when that happens, what happened is you receive the measure, you receive the measure of love. Why? Because he does love it, he does no loveth not, knoweth not God. But the moment you continue to grow in the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, what happens is that you begin to grow in love. That's where it starts. No God. We are very quick to quote, oh, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Let me tell you one of the greatest exploits you can do, love. That's one of the greatest exploits you can do. Now, watch this. One of the other great ways, now you know this is Father's Day, right? Now, let me now bring this to now our listen. It is when you love, you can now do what Ephesians chapter 5, you know, one of the scriptures for this Father's Day is Ephesians chapter 5, 23 to 30. When you now know who God is, that is when you can now do Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. Please put Ephesians chapter 5 on the screen. Let me quickly cover this thing. Verse 23. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Next verse. Wives, submit yourselves to, unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Next verse. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Next verse. Giving. Ah. You went back to verse 20. It shouldn't be verse 20. Like 25 downward. Wives, submit yourselves to your husband. 23. Rest for time. 24. I think I've read this already. 25. Look at what he now says. He says, husbands, love your wives, even as who? As Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. If you don't have the revelation of God, you can't do this. Why? Because the kind of love you are to demonstrate is the one Jesus Christ demonstrated. This doesn't mean you go and die on, a, on the cross too. No, that's not what it means. What it means is that you are selfless. Because Jesus Christ didn't consider his own self when he was dying on the cross. He considered you and I. You are selfless. That's what he's talking about when he says, so it is not just about you, it is about the person that you are showing love to. Love your wife as Christ loved the church as he gave himself for it. Next verse, let's look at verse 26. Verse 
that he might sanctify and cleanse it with water by, and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Let's just stop there. So you love people, and if you are in a relationship, you love your partner, especially the guy, as Christ loves the church, when you actually know who that Christ is. He's not a public figure. He's a real thing. He's a real person. One that dwells on the inside. And let me tell you something. One of the reasons why the Spirit of God is there is that at the revelation of Jesus, he through you expresses that reality. Amen. So, now, we love the wife as we love each other. But now, we love the spouse. Now, let's now look at something else that the Bible now says. No part of our men, and I will close. It says that you love your wife. As, and one of the ways, another way by which you express that love, especially towards your household, eh, the revelation of God that God has given you, you pass it. Other two scriptures that we were given by our national leaders. Go to Genesis 18, 19. You will see what Abraham did. You see what Abraham did. And I will then explain this in one more part and I, I close. Look at what he says. He says, for I know him, that this is God talking, that if you command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. Which means that why this scripture is part of the team, the loving and winning as king. Should I tell you why it is there? Because Abraham so loved his household so much that he was going to commit unto them the ways of the Lord. Amen. If you love your household, if you love your friends, you will tell them about the Lord Jesus. Even if they are staunch unbelievers, we know there are some people, they are staunch unbelievers. The unbelieving, the unbelieving, they are unbelieving, has been passed from generations. Even when they are like that, you will still tell them about the love of God for them. Amen. Amen. It's like, you're not with me. I think I should close. Amen. Uh -huh. So that's what Abraham did. Look at Joshua 2, the same thing. Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24, 15. Look at what Joshua did too. Joshua 24, 15. And then I will be close with that. Oh, one more verse. Yeah. Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24, 15. Thank you. Look at what it says. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether it is the gods your father served that were on the next, the next um, side. This verse is not complete. It's still verse 15, but verse 15 wasn't complete on the screen. We're on, okay. All we'll do is, so at the end of, at, on the other side of the flood, or the gods in whose land ye dwell, it says, but for me and my household, we will do what? 
we will serve the Lord. You know why he got to that conclusion? He loved his household enough to ensure that they serve the Lord with him. Amen. Now, some of us may say, this is unto God, Abby. Now, serving God is unto God, right? Serving God is unto God and all those kind of things. But let me show you one last scripture. First John 4, 19, and we close. First John 4, 19. And I, I stop it up with that. First John 4, 19. First John 4, 19. Look at what he says. He says, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. Now, let's look at verse 20 quickly, the next verse. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, that man is a what? Is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has not seen, how can he love God whom he has? If, he, if a person does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Which means when you have the love of God on the inside of you, when you, when you know God and you love God, what happens? You love others too. And your love for others includes what? You pass on the light of God to them. Amen. Can we bow down our ears to pray? There is a scripture in Romans chapter 5. Romans 5 verse 3, I think. The Bible says that the, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by his spirit. Can you just ask him to, to, to do that much more? Okay, verse 5, it's verse 5, not verse 3. Can you just ask him to do that much more? And say, Lord, the love, your love is shed abroad upon my heart. I love people. I love my household. I love people around me. I love my household. I love my family. I love my friends. Even those that don't love, that don't love me, that don't like me. I love them. I love them. Because your love is shed abroad upon my heart by your spirit. Your love has been poured upon my heart by your spirit. Your love has been poured upon my heart by your spirit. By that love, I love people. I love people. I love them enough to tell them about you. I love them enough to love them even when they don't love me. And if you are there, somebody has offended you. Somebody has offended you. And the offense is very painful. I'm not the kind of person that will say you are going to fire no, because I don't believe that's the case. Amen. But while you are still praying, can you just commit yourself and that person unto the Lord? And say, Lord Jesus, this person, this is what the person did. And I'm finding it difficult to forgive. Lord, help me to forgive this person. Help me to release this person. Help me to release this person. Help me to love this person. Help me to release this person. Help me not to do what you are supposed to do. Help me not to take vengeance because the Bible, your word says that vengeance is yours.
For in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Father, we thank you, Lord, for such a glorious time that you've spent with us. We thank you for your word which you've given unto us. We ask, oh God, that we don't just hear these words, but by your spirit we do them in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you continue to reveal yourself to us more. Transform us by the revelation of yourself and glorify yourself in our lives. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you were blessed, can you celebrate Jesus? The message you've just listened to was brought to you by the Grand Assembly, Abel Thank you for listening.